Hello there, it's Chris here. This podcast was recorded about a month ago uh, when I first kind of heard that Night Trap was coming back. In that time, uh, there's been kind of some progress made on the game and Tyler, the chap I'm about to interview in this podcast, has asked me to let you know that uh, since we spoke in the podcast you're about to hear, um, there have he's kind of made some a lot of kind of progress with how good the game looks. Um, most notably the the quality of the video. Uh, there's a point in the podcast where I ask him what the video quality is like, and he's, he's kind of takes is it great pains to stress that it's not as like immaculate as people may be hoping. Um, but he's asked me to kind of assure you that um, since that conversation, he's actually managed to greatly increase the video quality, um, and now. It's actually looking pretty special, so bear that in mind when you listen to this episode. Uh, the point where we start talking about video quality and he sounds quite modest about it, um, just bear that in mind that a month on, uh, it actually looks a lot better than he was discussing it at the time. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks guys, hope you enjoy this episode. Cheers. You're on your own tonight, boys. Right. Now Jeffrey, I want you to go downstairs and change the trap access code from blue to green. Don't worry, Mom. It's all in the fingers. Good hunting. Hi troops, welcome to episode X of the Tyrell Hack Podcast. I'm your host Chris Scallion. I say episode X because um, I'm not really sure when this episode is going to go live. Uh, the reason being that it contains an exclusive interview about a game that hasn't, at the time of recording, hasn't yet been officially um, announced. But for obvious reasons that I'm very excited uh, to be bringing it to you anyway. Because basically fucking Night Trap is coming back. Um, and coming back in a fully remastered edition on PS4, Xbox One, um, believe mobile at some point in the future. It's just fucking... For, for those who don't know, there's a long-running uh, joke on Tyrold Hack that um, where possible I'll try and squeeze in a Night Trap reference wherever I can because I used to fucking love Night Trap back in the day. Um, it's such a bad game, but... Um, in in a in an endearing way, kind of like a bad eighties movie is, because it is essentially a bad eighties movie, um, in video game form. And the running joke is that I, I always kind of want to say, "Oh, I'd love to see Night Trap on on this, and I'd love to see Night Trap on that." To the point that when I did um, an article on the thirty best uh, DS games, um, in the honourable mentions, but I mentioned like a few other DS games that people should get. And I listed Night Trap as one of them, even though Night Trap was never released on the DS. Um, so yeah, it's again a running joke on the site. But now I kind of can't really tell that joke anymore because Night Trap is actually coming out, uh, which is fucking mental. Um, so yeah, but uh, so what we've got in this podcast is an exclusive um, interview. It's about 30 minutes or so with uh, Tyler Hogle, who is the man in charge of bringing Night Trap back. Um, but before we get into that I want to give you a bit of history about the game because I appreciate it's now what 25 years old now so there's a lot of people who uh, may not be aware of Night Trap and what it is, what it entails so I'll just really briefly give you a, a rundown so essentially in the 80s um, there was a guy called Tom Zito um, and he basically decided um, that he wanted to come up with a new idea for a video games console but one that used VHS tapes instead of cartridges um, and the console was going to be called Nemo and what would happen is the player would put a videotape in um, and they would be able to kind of switch between different video tracks um, in, in whatever way depending on the game and to kind of show off the Nemo he made a prototype game called Scene of the Crime where it only lasted 5 or 10 minutes um, apparently and players had to basically switch between different rooms to try and catch a, a criminal or something of the sort, try and find a murderer um, or a thief or something like that. It was kind of it was never released to the public, but that's the kind of general idea. So Tom Zito kind of showed this off to different uh, companies to see if anyone wanted was interested. And Hasbro, the toy company, said, "Fuck it, let's do it. Let's make the Nemo, this VHS console." 
So Zito started recording, kind of. They started making some movies, essentially, like to to make games for the Nemo. Uh, There's a game called Sewer Shark, which was like a first-person shooter type thing. Um, but more importantly than that, he made a, a remake of Scene of the Crime and called it Night Trap. Um, and so he shot it in 1987. So late 80s, they shot this Night Trap, which is basically uh, you are. Uh, you're you're a, a secret operative, like a uh, working for a, a, almost like a SWAT team type situation, and you're being put in charge of surveillance of this house, this big house, uh, where a group of girls stayed previously and disappeared and have never been seen since. So there's another group of girls coming to the house. You're kind of keeping an eye on the house to see what's happening, what kind of shady goings on are going on. Uh, as it were, and yeah, so you're in charge of flicking between different rooms, but you've also got um, access to traps. So there's eight different rooms. There's like a, two hallways, a bedroom, um, a downstairs kind of hallway, the kitchen outside, uh, one of the bathrooms and stuff like that, uh, the living room as well. So and you kind of switch between them to see if there's anyone there. And as the game runs in real time, different things are happening in different rooms. So some people might be having a conversation. Uh, there might be there's an access code which changes every now and then, and if someone changes the code, uh, you have to change it as well so that the traps continue to work. So you need to, if you miss a code to change, you're a bit fucked for a wee while. So yeah, you're you're kind of jumping from room to room to try and do that, and at the same time, there's these kind of guys clad in black called augers, uh, which at first you don't really know what the deal is, but they end up being like kind of vampire type things. Um, and at the same time you're trying to trap them so when they walk over the trap you hit the B button it was in the Mega CD um, and you could trap them so the idea is to kind of trap as many of the augers as you can while kind of finding out what's going on in the house and making sure everyone survives there's also kind of key traps that you have to do like like, there's key scenes where if you don't trap the augers it's instant game over like usually scenes where the first the kind of most famous one is one of the girls is in a shower uh, and not in the shower, she's in the bathroom getting ready um, and some augers come and attack her and if you don't trap those particular augers um, she gets killed basically they, they put a big uh, syringe in her neck and suck the blood out of her neck you know, it's the kind of modern vampires and yeah, so that kind of was one of the famous scenes so famous in fact that the game ended up being really controversial uh, to the extent that um it went to the kind of Senate hearing in America and along with Mortal Kombat and there was kind of massive outcry that this is an outrageous game. Obviously people who never played it um, saw kind of kind of scantily clad women um, in full motion video and this wasn't the, the, the video games they were used to seeing, the bloops and bloops and Super Mario and stuff and obviously at the time, this is early 90s, the, a lot of adults were under the impression that video games were only for kids so it was a case of Oh, I can't believe you're making our children play games like this where you have to kill women, uh, even though you're trying to protect them. But that's neither here nor there. So yeah, essentially, eventually, the games industry agreed to kind of come up with its own rating system, its own voluntary rating system, uh, which in turn became the ESRB, which is the Entertainment Software Ratings Board. Um, and which led to stuff like Peggy in, in Europe and stuff. So basically, whenever you see a trailer that starts uh, Peggy 15 or the American ones that go rated T for teen, um, that's Night Trap has a large part to play in that because it helped kind of create that system. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty famous game. Famously, also famously kind of slagged off even back then. Uh, Full motion video was a kind of a bit of a gimmick back in the day when CD-ROM kind of started. Essentially, the Nemo, the the VHS console, died on its arse. It, it didn't. It didn't end up happening. Hasbro pulled it and said, "No, we're not going to make this." And the Night Trap footage sat there for like six, uh, four or five years, um, until CD-ROM technology came out. And when Tom Zito heard that uh, Sega was making a CD-ROM add-on for the Mega Drive. He said, oh, I've got fucking ancient footage from Night Trap. Do you want me to kind of make that the game? So they went, fine. So that's what happened. So it ended up released on the Mega CD or Sega CD, if you live in America. Um, the 32X, which is Sega's terrible uh, Mega Drive add-on. Uh, the 3DO and PC uh, all got kind of versions of Night Trap. 
So yeah, but so that was twenty five years ago, and since then, kind of, there's been a cult following of which I'm very much a part, kind of waiting for a new one, and and it hasn't been forthcoming. Uh, there was a Kickstarter a f- few years back, um, in which Tom Zito decided, oh, we're going to make, we're going to bring back Night Trap, uh, but the Kickstarter was a bit shit to be honest. It was like, it didn't really give much detail. It was just a case of. Uh, Oh yeah, we're bringing back Night Trap. Trust me, I'm, I'm loading up just now to kind of show you. So the, yeah, they wanted three hundred thirty thousand dollars and got like thirty nine. So they, they barely got ten percent of what they wanted. Um, and yeah, to be fair, it was it, it was pretty much because it was so confusing. There was a million different types of pledges you could make. Um, there, there was all sorts of kind of odd promises that, that, that nobody could. They didn't really. It didn't really seem as if they knew what they were what they were doing. Essentially, like, this is this is guys who made games in the early nineties with respect to them, um, and now they're coming out saying, "Yeah, we're going to make it on PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that." And the, the, the things that were kind of describing, people were saying, "Are you sure you're going to do that?" Because we're pretty sure there's no kind of way of doing that. Um, so yeah, they, they they weren't essentially they weren't proven that they that they knew what they were doing and stuff like that. So. I think that and for other reasons, obviously the fact it was a niche game in the first place meant that that Kickstarter died in its arse. So that was that. That was back in about 2013, I think. Yeah, possibly. Um, or maybe 2014. But the point remains, that that died and, and it looked at that point we were never going to see Night Trap again. And it was infuriating because the Kickstarter had brand new footage. Uh, well, the, the original footage, but like from the original master tapes and back in the early 90s, CD-ROM uh, video quality was fucking abysmal. It was like watching the the Mega CD version in particular was just like you were watching you were you were at a beach looking at the sand. It was so grainy. It was it was horrendous quality footage, but it was the best you could get at the time. Whereas the Kickstarter showed a trailer with with just from with, with the footage that was shot at the time, and it was like immaculate quality, like VHS quality, but it's, it's so much better than what. Uh, we were used to it, so it was kind of gotten that um, this footage existed, but, but that was the only taste we got of it, and it was like, okay, sorry, you don't want it, that's fine. So that was then. Um, last year, this chap, Tyler Hogle, um, lovely American chap, uh, who was part of a kind of Night Trap Facebook group, which I was also a member of, um, basically said to people, look at this, I've made a prototype mobile phone version of Night Trap, and he put a video up and it kind of got a, a wee bit of coverage on some sites. Um, and I kind of I said to him, this looks really cool. And he said, do you want to try it? So I went, okay. So I, I took, uh, kind of met, pissed around with it for a while. Um, checked out the prototype and made a video of it. If you go on my YouTube channel or if you go on YouTube and search for Night Trap mobile prototype or something like that, um, you'll get my video of me showing off the Android version um, of the prototype, handheld version of Night Trap from last year that Tyler put together um, and it was just that it wasn't like he was he was making it or anything it was just a, an experiment to see if he could get it working um, and he did a really good job of it um, based the, for, for something that was quite a basic kind of um, experiment he, I think he kind of nailed the tone and, and whatever um, so yeah um, like uh, you hear in the podcast the story of what happened next essentially Tom Zito getting in touch and saying you want it <laughs> like do you, you want to do it then um, and lo and behold, Night Trap is back, and Tyler is the man in charge of it. So yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy this podcast. I, I wanted to give you some kind of um, background there on on what it was with the Nemo system and everything, because some of the things mentioned in this podcast uh, refer to that. Um, and just so you know what we're talking about, because there's bits where we start talking about Nemo and stuff. And if you don't know, it's a VHS system that was cancelled then you might be a bit confused at times so but there you go that's that's what it is so yeah i mean to say i'm excited about uh this new night, night trap is an understatement um anyone who knows me knows that i'm so fucking i've always wanted night trap to get the attention it deserves i genuinely think even even at the time people kind of slagged it off a bit but i genuinely think it does really clever things with full motion video it took a limited um medium which was video and 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 made the most of it to make something that was actually really interesting and interactive and also it was like a cheesy 80s movie so it was it was fun as well it was funny um so yeah i fucking cannot believe that night trap was coming back and it's coming back soon as well um at the time of recording this this is mid-march i'm recording this 
Um, and it could be up to like a month. We could be talking mid-April or something before I can even make this live, but I don't know yet. Uh, but whenever it is, um, yeah, it, it, hopefully it gets a good reaction. Um, at the time of recording, I understand that Sony might be the ones revealing it, but that might change by the time it happens. But all going well, it'll be Sony that, that, that announces it, but it'll be coming to Xbox as well and stuff like that. So we'll see. Um, so yeah, hopefully you enjoy the interview. Um, if you did, if you do enjoy this interview, please do let me know because um, after we recorded it, Tyler, I mean Tyler, kind of had a, a longer chat, kind of off the record, um, and spoke a lot about stuff that's. Uh, I, I, I'm under. I've, according to him, that they might not be announcing when they announce the game. There's like other secret stuff as part of the game um, that he might not be prepared to kind of reveal at the same time as the game reveal and it might come later on. Um, and he also kind of gave me a really interesting chat about the, the, the kind of technical aspects of putting something like this together because it's making a, a remake of Night Trap actually is nowhere near as simple as you would think it would be. It's not just a case of laying out video tracks and jump from track to track. It's actually a massively complicated process according to him. Um, so it's actually genuinely really interesting. So if you want to hear, once the game comes out, um, Tyler says if people are up for it he's up for talking in more depth about how he put the game together and it should be interesting for people just just purely because it's a one man team um, remastering a 25 year old game um, and making it relevant for modern audiences so if, if that's something that interests you and you like the, this chat that um, I'm about to play now uh, please do let me know and I'll give Tyler another shout once the game comes out and he's happy to jump back on and we'll talk about the game in detail once it's actually out and people can see what's what's in it but yeah so hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, this is a Skype interview so the quality is slightly uh, lower than what you would expect but it's actually it's, it's, it's still pretty good I'm pretty happy with it so um, it's better quality than the Mike Jackson one I did I'm kind of getting used to recording Skype stuff but it sounds it's, it's definitely perfectly listenable so hopefully you'll enjoy it so yeah there we go Night Trap I believe the working title I was told at the time was Night Trap 25th anniversary edition so that's as of the middle of March as I'm recording this now it sounds like the title is Night Trap 25th anniversary edition but that may well change by the time it's announced like I say by the time you listen to this it might be the middle of April or it might be a full month or something after I've recorded this but we shall see uh, but yeah so for now hopefully all of you in the future uh, in your flying cars and eating your space meals in pill form uh, will enjoy this uh, interview from the middle of March 2017 uh, with me and Tyler Hogel about fucking Night Trap 25th anniversary edition. Yes! Cheers, guys. Enjoy. Okay, I am here with Tyler Hogel, um, a lovely chap who is currently putting the finishing touches on the recently announced Night Trap. Uh, what's it? What does it have an official name? Is it just Night Trap or has it got a uh, it's going to be called a Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition. Excellent. Love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so for those who don't know the kind of, who, who don't know your kind of personal involvement with the game, um, was it roughly, was it like last May, May 2016, you made a, a mobile prototype? Yeah, I made a mobile prototype of the game, put it together in about, I want to say three days, just recreated. <laughs> Like, uh, I think I just did half the game, all of disc one, yeah. and then just posted the video on YouTube and watched what happened, basically. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously the initial kind of... Well, it was interesting because, obviously, as a big Night Trap fan myself, it, it really interested me, and, and I liked the... I saw some of the feedback from some people saying it was fake for some reason. Which I, never I couldn't believe that. It's like, why would I want to fake it? Why would I want to waste time editing a video fake, like faking a game? That made no sense to me. <laughs> Especially a game like that. I mean, I, I would understand right. faking like something popular, but it's, it's a pretty niche game. Right. Um, but yeah. I just couldn't believe that. that one blew me away. I couldn't believe people thought it was fake. <laughs> But then, so then, obviously, I had I had an interest in it, so I got in touch, and you very kindly um, sent me the prototype to try out, and I put the video online, and it got a really a, a good reaction from people who saw it, um, because right. obviously I've got this kind of um, running, not not even a running joke, it's is 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 genuinely serious. I would love to see Night Trap return, um, and and the fact that it now is returning is is absolutely fantastic. So how did that come about after the prototype came out? Um, what happened was, is, um, 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, going back to the beginning, what happened was is like the way the prototype happened was it kind of started out as a joke, really. <laughs> um, what happened was is um, I did a, a mobile version for Double Switch, which was another game released by Digital Pictures, yeah. and then um, after that was uh, after that was completed, it didn't come out until several months after I had finished it. I think the game was already. I think it didn't come out till about eight months after I finished making it. Yeah. So I was just bored, not really, really working on anything. And then a friend of mine was all like, dude, like he knew I was working on FMV games, but didn't know what exactly. And just as a joke, he was like, you should recreate part of Night Trap and upload it to YouTube anonymously and see what happens. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's an awesome idea. So <laughs> I made the, threw it together in three days. And then, um, What's funny was like uh, when I was putting on YouTube, he was like, "You should rename the file as Night Trap Prototype AVI." It's kind of like a throwback to Napster days <laughs> and LimeWire and all that stuff. And I'm like, "That is brilliant. Let's do it." So, uh, put it up on put it up on YouTube, and then um, I think the only place it was posted at was um, I have a friend here who owns a local arcade, and he's friends with like an insane amount of like retro game collectors and stuff like that. He has runs a very popular arcade in the area. Okay. Um, I got him to post it on Facebook and was all like, "Did anyone see this? Is this real?" And then there was like a hundred plus comments on it, and then those people just started sharing the video. Hmm. And then I don't want to say it went viral, but. It, it broke like 2,000 plays in about a day, which was a lot more than I ever expected yeah. from it. It went about as viral and, as, a, as a Night Trap video could. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then, um, so then that happened, and then a couple of uh, websites picked up on it. I think it was um, like Sega Bits and Sega Nerds and then yeah. FMV World. And then um, <clears throat> they were writing, they wrote articles about, it, of course, uh, what asking whether you know questioning whether it was real or not yeah. and then one of the websites uh, actually contacted tom zito who was the producer of night trap mm -hmm. and asked him if he was aware of it and if he had any involvement with it and then at that point i was like well tom zito knows about it now so maybe i should go ahead and email him and see what he says just yeah. because kind of curious as the you know kind of curious to hear his opinion on it so then I uh, sent him an email, you know, just a couple quick sentences and then told him I made it and sent him a link to the video in case he didn't see it. And then um, he replied back almost immediately and then um, just kind of asked a couple general questions about it. You know, how did it work? How did you make this? How long did it take? What's yeah. file size? Stuff like that. And then was all like, hey, give me your phone number and I'll give you a call tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, cool. Really wasn't expecting it, but yeah. sure enough, he didn't call me. <laughs> and then, um, he asked, a, he, again, he asked a few more questions, and then he was all like, so what do you want to do with this? Which I didn't really have any plans for it because it was just kind of a joke, yeah, like I said. Yeah, fun, yeah. Right. Like, the whole point was to see if, basically the whole point of it was to see if video game websites would cover it. That was basically <laughs> all it was, really. <laughs> and then, um, so he was all like, what do you want to do with this? And then I was like, well, I kind of want to release it if that's cool with you. And then, because it was getting a good response. And then yeah. it was all like, awesome let's do it well let's, let's work something out and then he let me do night trap <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> that's crazy it's crazy when you think how relatively straightforward that process is because as, as someone who's like a kind of night trap fan and um part of i believe the same night trap facebook fan page as you're as you're also on um like to, to, to for a long time people have been trying to get this footage um, not not even like to remaster the game, but just to get hold of the, um, like the footage in decent quality, uh, decent quality, um, and so for it all to have suddenly kind of not been resolved, but for 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 Tom Zito to have suddenly just gone, okay, go for it, as quickly as that is just it's fantastic. Yeah, like I was kind of surprised that like it was actually a very easy process. Like I think. Like, I know about that the group was always trying, like, that uh, Night Trap group was always trying to get the game made and so forth. But I think the problem was that whenever they uh, they contacted Tom Zito or Jim Riley about it, because they were constantly emailing those two people trying to get them, hey, we want this game re-released. I think the issue was that they were always telling them to re-release the game, but nobody ever actually came along and put something together and showed yeah. it to them, presented it to them. And I think that's why this got approved so quickly just because 
someone was contacting them about making it again, but there was something already made, so it was easier for them to say yes to it. Yeah, it's easy enough, it's easy enough to request it, but without actually actually putting any of the work in, just it's, it's easy to right. make a demand. And but but the fact that you actually um, came to them with pr- pretty much the, the kind of meat of the the, the main the, the kind of groundwork already laid out that must have helped a right. lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, so how, what kind of, what, obviously the, the people, Night Trap fans have kind of had to deal with for years. Um, it's kind of the limitations of FMV games of, of the time. So you obviously had the Sega CD version, the 32X version, and the 3DO version, oh, and the PC version. Um, and they've all kind of had kind of average at best. I think the 3DO had the best quality video, but even then it was still kind of um, pixelated to, to an extreme degree. What What's the quality of the footage you're working with? Um, the footage I got was, um, if you've seen the the, I it's not HD. I don't want to say that just yeah. because, like just to clear that up immediately. I don't want people to think this is an HD version of the game. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's um, the 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 footage though. It's um, they gave me the same footage that was used for the Kickstarter trailer. Oh, okay. That was. Years ago, well, that was a significant so, upgrade, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Like the footage I was given, it was um, it was at a the resolution was at seven twenty by four eighty six. Okay. And it was at thirty frames per second. Okay, that's and then um, and then with the actual game itself, it's um, we uh, it was down, it was a uh, downgraded to twenty four frames per second, and yeah. then um, just for file size reasons, and then plus. That's usually how movies are anyway. Mm-hmm. And then um, as far as the quality goes, I, it's about 90% of what that kick tra- uh, Kickstarter trailer was only Excellent. because with, with limitations, it was basically, it's possible to get it looking identical to it, but the problem was limitations with the actual gaming engine and then building it in a way to where it's going to be compatible with everything. Yeah. So that's why it isn't at its max setting, but it's pretty close. That's awesome. Like I think, Right, I think like hardcore movie fans will probably nitpick at it, but what there's there's only so much you can do to make everyone happy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, especially right. people like you and I have 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 spent years playing the originals, and even people who are new to Night Trap who might look back at videos of the original game will clearly, if if the quality is using that footage, that new footage, um, I would imagine it'll be night and day. It shouldn't take too much. Um, oh yeah, it should be pretty clear just as a comparison that it's going to be a great improvement. Right, and it's just like I know there's going to be people that are all like, "Well, this game came out and this one's in HD, blah blah blah." Yeah. It's just like, well, that game doesn't work the same way as Night Trap. I mean, <laughs> having one video play and then another one play after that, hmm. entirely different thing from having four videos play at once simultaneously. Yeah, so definitely. I mean. When you have that, that, and when you have that type of mechanic, there's only so much you can do to make it work. So, so how <laughs> is a, it? Oh, sorry. Go. Surprisingly, modern day game engines—they're not really support. They really don't support video that much. Which is like the people that have tried to attempt Night Trap. I think that maybe one of the reasons why they haven't been able to pull it off, just because with modern day en- engines, they don't really support video as much as you would think they would. Yeah, that's I think surprise. that's been the main issue. Oh, so what's your what's your background then in terms of development and uh, uh, of other projects? What's your kind of um, experience with previous projects? Um, it's one of those things I just kind of fell into by accident. Like I really don't have a whole lot of experience with it. Yeah, it was um, it was something that I always did like as a hobby when I was a teenager, and then high school, and then a little bit after high school, and then I pretty much dropped it for well over a decade, and yeah. then. Then um, around the time of my uh, my uh, ten year high school reunion, like one of my really good friends that I like, one of my old best friends from high school that I lost contact with, uh, he tracked me down on Facebook, and he was working in video games. He worked on um the call. Of, he worked on the Modern Warfare games, and oh, okay. then was all he was like, "Why aren't you doing video games? That was what you were supposed to be doing." And you always talked about it in high school, and I'm just like, "Well, I." Got into the whole band thing by accident. Was convinced I was going to be a rock star, so that pretty much put all the video game stuff on hold. <laughs> and, then, um, and then basically, like ever since then, he kind of always like he kind of just like 
he always forced me to start doing that and was trying to push me in that direction to get to get back in the games again. So um, he told me about Unity. I got which was a, a free gaming engine you can get online. So I got that, started learning it, and then it started to turn into a hobby again. Um, basically, I, I made a game myself that wasn't very good just to kind of learn how it works. And then um, after it was released, like I was feeling confident in my abilities and all that stuff. And then that's when uh, the Night Trap group started talking about getting all these games remade and all that stuff. And then I made Double Switch the same way I did the Night Trap prototype. And then I uh, sent it to the guy who uh, owned the game. And then he was all like, he called me the next day too and was all like, hey, why don't you remake these games for me? And I'm like, all right, awesome. So... That's pretty much my background is just uh, I did it as a hobby. I ended up doing it, I guess, professionally by accident yeah. by reading games that were originally made by di- by digital pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, though. That's that's amazing that, it, that like, um, like you say, you were out of the game for like a decade, kind of made right. one kind of small project and then suddenly you're, you're kind of thrust into this, which is that's pretty awesome. Right. I think like I think the only reason I've been able to I've like I don't want to say I've gotten far in that industry, hmm. but I think the only reason I've gotten as far as I have gotten so far is that because with when you make games like I've I pretty much figured out that like try to think of a way to explain this to where it makes sense. One thing like um I'm a member of a bunch of different groups on Facebook for like hmm. developers and stuff like that. One thing I've noticed is that a lot of people on there will make a game and they will spend three years working on it by themselves. Yeah. And it never comes out. And I think the trick is, is to just make something and get it out and move on to the next one or else you're not going to learn and you're not going to progress. Yeah. So, I, and then I kind of took a back door way into, but, <laughs> and then by doing digital picture games, because when you learn to make video games, I like, in my opinion, at least, I think the funnest way to do it is try to recreate something that already exists. Yeah. So, cause like you, cause like you basically, you have a game in front of you that you're very familiar with, you know how it works. So you try to figure out ways to duplicate what the game already does. And to me, that just makes learning it a lot more fun. And then that's kind of how that I ended up doing the digital picture games. Cause like the whole point with double switch, when I first did that, that was just to kind of learn how FMV games work in general. And yeah. I was all like, Hey, it's fun recreating this game. I'm going to see if I could try to do this legit. So <laughs> I emailed the guy and sure enough, it turned into me doing double switch and then eventually quarterback attack. And then I'm supposed to be doing the other games too, like corpse killer and prize fighter and all that stuff. Nice. But while waiting on that, it was just like, you know what? I'm going to try for night trap and see what happens. <laughs> and Sure enough, I mean, now we got a new night trap. <laughs> so, were there any issues in because obviously, like you say, like the, the fun is kind of trying to reverse engineer these games and kind of figure it out how how was it doing that with night trap? Was it was it kind of easy enough? Because obviously, even back then, for an FMV game, it did some pretty clever things um, with, with the limitations um, in, in terms of like having like eight was it eight different or ten different cameras, um, having. Even like the kind of clever thing at the start with the intro, where the, the intro actually starts playing over the game, um, stuff like that. Was that kind of tricky to reverse engineer at first, or did you figure it out fairly? Well, yes and no. The, um, figuring out like how to like change rooms and set off a trap, that was all easy stuff, and it yeah. was stuff I had already figured out with Double Switch, because d- Double Switch is basically a spiritual successor to Night yeah. Trap. It's Night Trap, but in a lot of ways, it's kind of improved. Um the only thing that was difficult with Night Trap was um, was like with uh, Night Trap, the original source code to the game no longer exists. Oh, okay. So that was right. So that was a big issue. So the hard part. So then the hard thing was trying to figure out when the videos like I don't want to say when the videos played because um, if you look at like the files for like any version of the game, like the Sega CD or 32X version. Mm-hmm. All the videos are uh, have uh, file names that are numbers, which bas- if you can figure out what it means, it basically tells you when the video plays in the game. Oh, okay. So the hard part was um, the hard part with Night Trap was figuring out which videos played while you're playing, depending on what you did. Because um, trying to think of an example, like there's uh, some parts in the game where an auger will come into a room that you have to capture, and then if you miss it it will walk into another room and then you have an opportunity to catch it again. Yeah. But it doesn't happen with 
all auger videos. So the hard part was figuring out which ones triggered those alternate scenes. Oh yeah, because sometimes if one goes from like the bedroom to the bathroom, you can then catch it in the bathroom, but sometimes that doesn't happen, you mean? Right, right. Like it's one of those things where like people that try to figure it out on their own, they kind of made it harder than what it actually was. Yeah. Like it doesn't really happen as often in the game as you would think. Mm. But it was difficult figuring out when it did happen. Yeah. That was the part with it. That and then um trying to think of another thing that was kind of difficult. Um another one was uh figuring out um at, there's uh three points in the game where if you miss too many augs uh, Commander Sims will come on and cut you off and you'll get a game over. Yeah, breaking contact. <laughs> right. That part was a kind of a pain to figure out too. And then um, we actually, I uh, we ended up changing it in the new version though because um, the way they did it, like uh, one of um, the testers, what he did was he actually, he played the original version of the game over and over to try to figure out the exact requirements in order to progress further in the game. And, like, we figured out that, like, the first time Sims comes up, you have to have at least eight augers captured. But if you have seven, that will trigger the game over. Okay. But then the second time he appears in the game, where the game checks to see if you've uh, captured the required amount, the number didn't make any sense. And then the third one didn't make any sense either. And then we figured out that if you got the minimum required requirement the first time around, which is eight, hmm. but then if you caught every single auger after that, up until the second checkpoint, you would still get a game over automatically just oh, because okay. requirements. So it was like, okay, that didn't make any sense. So we just simplified it and made it to where I think you just have to catch at least seventy five percent of them now. Yes, yeah. that's cool. Oh. Made it. <laughs> yeah. So how about the the presumably the, the code changes? Was was that easy enough to implement as well? Yeah. What was interesting about the code changes though was um. That actually wasn't in the original game that was supposed to be released on um, ne on the Nemo system. Oh, really? Which, oh, yeah. Suppose, but was, that, was that because VHS was, was just more linear? Was, was it something to do with that? I think it's because it was more linear. Because um, while working on this, I kind of uh, picked up a couple things here and there about the Nemo system in general, hmm. which it turns out it wasn't an actual system. It was just like a an add-on that you connected to an existing VCR. So it wasn't oh, okay. like an entire complete gaming system which i don't think a lot of people know that yeah. so um the way that game worked was um it was more yeah like you said it was more linear and there wasn't as many gameplay elements involved it was basically just changing rooms and catching augers and that was it yeah and then um i think the code changes and then all the all the scenes with commander sims those were all added by sega once they got involved mm. yeah just to was... kind of like a game yeah that makes sense but um oh that's pretty cool though I didn't know that. So, so did you get to see uh, much more ab about Nemo, or was it did, was most of it still kind of um, kept under wraps? Because obviously, for those who aren't aware of it, it was like a kind of VHS system, wasn't it? Where the kind of the prototype of Night Trap, scene of the crime, was kind of made for that first, and then obviously the Nemo was eventually abandoned, and a few years later it came to Sega CD instead. Um, did, did they was kind of any more details in that? Any more light shed on that, or was it kind of? Yeah, I really didn't get a whole lot of, yeah, pretty much the information that I told you that was about all I no, got from it. Yeah, um, yeah the, but, but like um, the footage that they sent me, though, for Night Trap, it actually came off the master tape that was used for the Nemo version. Oh, nice. So the way, yeah, so the way it's set up is like there was uh, four video tracks that was sent to me. So it'll play, and then all the scenes play on each track the way that they're supposed to, in the same order and at the same time as they do in the actual game. Ah. So looking at it, like you'll watch one track where it'll have an auger walk into a room, but then on another video track, it'll show them get captured. So I think the way the system worked was that when an auger walks into a room, if you press the button at a specific time on the Nemo controller, then it would switch video tracks ah, automatically. So it was basically, it so it was kind of like four VHS tapes in one. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, that's pretty like, cool. Yeah. It's basically like playing four VHS tapes and changing the channel. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. That must've been, that would have been so expensive. You would imagine. Oh yeah. Oh, that's quite fascinating. Um, oh, cool. So that's, yeah, that that actually excites me more than more than you would imagine. I've I've always been desperate to find out more about that system. Um, yeah, so, there's not a lot of information out about no, it out there. No, definitely not. Hmm, maybe that's something to investigate another time. Um, so, 
obviously, um, Night Trap. Will, what what does Night Trap mean to you? Like in terms of like how when did you first kind of discover it? Um, the first time I played it, I want to. I, uh, I can't remember the year exactly, but I know I was in seventh grade because um, <laughs> not a lot of men, not many people had a Sega CD. Yeah. And then um, the rich kid at school, basically, I was really good <laughs> friends with him and went to go uh, spend a night at his house for the weekend. And then he had just got a Sega CD for Christmas and had like 10 games for it already. And one of them was Night Trap. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> like I had never heard of it at the time. And then um, he had the version where it was like the, the red box version that had the painting on it. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. Let's, let's play this. And then when we played it. I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on. And then um, I was like, how do you play this game? Is this a game? Is this a movie? And then, um, but then several years later, Double Switch came out on Saturn, mm. which had a uh, Corey uh, Haim on it. Yeah. And then when I played, like, which I liked him as a kid, because he, you know, he was in Lost Boys and Lucas and all those yeah, movies. Cool. So, yeah. So I played that game and then, that game, I was hooked, and then I finally got it. I guess I was just older, so yeah. I understood it understood it better. And then I went back and played Night Trap eventually, and because of Double Switch, I now understood what type of game Night Trap was and how it worked. And then I appreciate it more. I mean, I wasn't like I was a fan of the game, but I wasn't like a huge hardcore fan to where I had to play it all the time. Yeah. But it's one of those games that you have to respect and appreciate because of what it did for games in general. I mean, we got a rating system out of it, even though there was some controversy around that whole situation, but it's something that was needed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with, I would agree with you there. How do you think, do you think there are other F, like FMV games out there that are better than Night Trap and Double Switch, or just better than basically digital pictures output? Are there any other that spring to mind that you would maybe love to work on in the future that aren't digital pictures games, or do you think they kind of nailed it? Um, I don't really know if there's any. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, that was probably a bad question because I, I, I do. I mean, I, I can't think of any. Either. <laughs> as soon as I asked it, I thought, actually, hold on, there isn't. Anything. I don't think there's like an existing FMV game that I would like to work on. No. Other than Maxim Surge, only because Maxim Surge was actually a game done by Digital Pictures that was never released. Oh, okay. And, uh, what that did though was it kind of took a first-person shooter and combined it combined it with FMV. Oh. But the way they like, um, I actually they sent um, because I'm supposed to make it eventually. I just don't know when. But yeah. playing the original PC demo, it does stuff that I haven't seen in an FMV game before, oh, okay. which is pretty. It's pretty nuts how it works. The game, how the game works exactly. Like you'll have like it'll be it'll look like a first-person shooter, but it's in FMV. But then you could still look around the room and objects rotate, and it's just cool how it works because oh, it's like that's stuff that you wouldn't think would be possible with FMV. Yeah. So, as far as like existing FMV games go, that's one I do want to work on. Um, but if I were to do something completely new, I think it could be taken further. Like if you took the concept of like Heavy Rain or Until Dawn and combine it with FMV, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. what I would. <laughs> so you think there's, there's still kind of life for the genre because obviously for the since after kind of when CD-ROM like was in its infancy and obviously you got Night Trap and the other FMV games like Sherlock Holmes and Dracula Unleashed and stuff like that and then after a while it kind of all died out um, and people kind of decided the FMV genre was dead do you think there's kind of still there's a kind of a possible res resurgence of a resurrection of the FMV genre I think it's possible only because um Sorry, I had to light my cigarette there. Uh, <laughs> the priorities. <I> think, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it works with smokers. You're like mid-sentence, and then you start lighting a cigarette. In the middle <laughs> like, of this, sentence. this sentence can't be finished. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I think FMV can come back. Like, I've always said this repeatedly. It's just the problem with FMV games from the 90s is the video quality. Mm. You Like, people, people today can't get past that. And then... The other issue is that the other problem was like with Night Trap specifically, people like kind of look at it as like a very cheesy game yeah. with really bad acting. But what a lot of people don't realize is that 
that game was filmed in 1987. <laughs> if yeah. you look at movies in that genre that were filmed in the 80s, it's the same tone. It's the same kind of acting. Nobody yeah. really got that it was a B movie, a B horror flick, and a spoof of horror films. Yeah, it's just the problem is it came out in the 90s instead of the 80s, which was a time period where that game would have worked. Yeah, I think that's the problem with it. I think it's just like. That and then the video quality, I think that's what always hurt it, FMV. Because, I mean, games are coming out now, like FMV games that, uh, I'm trying to, um, like, there's games coming out now that look better. Yeah. But I don't want to necessarily say that they have less gameplay involved because they're still good games. Yeah. And those are doing very well. Mm-hmm. It's almost. I almost get the feeling that this that this new version of Night Trap would actually be like if if it was released now, if it was a brand new game now, um, and the nineties versions never existed, I almost feel like it would be more successful because we're at an age now where people our age kind of look back fondly on cheesy eighties movies, and and if it was like if it was released now as a new thing, like here was this eighties movie that. Uh, this 80s FMV game that was never released and here it is now um, that it, all, it would almost get a better reaction um, purely oh, yeah, because, because it's like it, it, people would smile at playing it now, people would get the joke now um, whereas right, like, it's like, just like, yeah. yeah, like you say like, in the 90s it was still kind of too in the early 90s it felt just out of date, it felt like it, it, six or seven years out of date because it was, whereas now it's, it's old enough that you look back on it, it, it kind of more fondly yeah, right, yeah, because, like, when the game came out, it's basically, it's spoofing a genre of film that had just ended two years previously. Yeah. So, like, like the whole 80s decade at that time, it really wasn't a cool thing yet mm. to where people can look back on and be all like, dude, the 80s were awesome. They had better music, better movies, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> people weren't doing that in 1992 because the 80s just ended, but today they are, so... yeah. I think it would work if it was a completely new game that was released today versus being released in '92. Then yeah, it, it would have worked better. Yeah. Speaking of great music, um, I understand you have made the classic Night Trap theme available um, as a free download and hopefully better quality than the original. Oh yeah, absolutely. We um, like the video quality, like the video footage I got. It had um, the way the audio was set up was um. It had a uh, everything was panned to where all the dialogue and uh, set noises and stuff like that was on one channel, mm. but all the music was on the right channel. Oh. And then when I got to the theme song, it had the entire theme song on there with no dialogue or anything. And I'm like, dude, I'm getting this remastered. They're <laughs> releasing this for free, so <laughs> now you can download it. Because <laughs> oh, a lot of people, a lot of people like that song for some reason. Oh, it's an and everyone song. went to copy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I say amazing. It's it's, it's fucking terrible, but but in a in a good way. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, that's great. So that's that's there's a link to the download on the trailer. Am I right? Yes. Yes. At the end of the trailer, there is an address that um that you can go to to download it. You can go to any of our social media pages, like uh for the for um screening villains which is the company that's releasing the game you can either go to the facebook page we'll have a link on there for it um you can go to screamingvillains.com. it'll be on there um well, i'm sure we'll post a link for it on twitter as well so yeah yeah cool and, and obviously when you've got a kind of final release date as well that'll be where to go to get the, the dates yeah the release date uh right now we don't have an exact one yeah. just because i like announce it and then say Oh, we have to delay this game. You know, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. as it's right now, uh, spring of 2017. Cool, but so not long to wait, at least. Right, not long. Okay, that's awesome. Well, I wish you every luck with it, and I will obviously be there day one, downloading it on every possible format. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and also, sorry, before we go, it would be remiss of me. Um, I fully understand if. Uh, the answer was would be no comment or no plans, but um, since I've been covering the Nintendo Switch constantly since it came out, um, I kind of need to ask if you'd like to make a Switch version, even if there isn't one planned. 
I'm trying. <laughs> it's like Nintendo is kind of being picky with who gets a dev kit right now for yeah. Nintendo Switch. So I'm I'm with, but okay. no guarantees. Okay, <laughs> but well, I am I'll working. Continue to keep my fingers crossed, and in the meantime, we'll be more than happy with the PS4, Xbox One, and future mobile versions. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Tyler, for uh, your time and. What was the social, uh, what, where should people follow again on social media, just in case they want to keep up to date with it? Um, our website, ScreamingVillains.com, and then, um, of course, we're on Twitter and also on Facebook. Excellent. Nice one. Okay, cool. Thanks very much. Good luck with the game. Yep, thank you. So there you have it. That was my interview with Tyler Hogle, the man behind the Night Trap remake. Um, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, I realise it's a bit of a kind of niche game and that I'm probably more excited about it than anyone else. But um, even if you don't have a, an interest in Night Trap, hopefully it was still an interesting conversation. Um, and like I've said uh, at the start, if you'd like to hear more about the actual process of making the game itself uh, once it's out, uh, let me know in the comments or, or what have you and I'll give Tyler a shout because he's up for coming back on at some point. Uh, to talk about the making of the game in more detail once it's finally released. Uh, so yeah, the, 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 it goes without saying, I'm I'm in so excited to, that Night Trap is finally coming back. Um, it feels like kind of after, after everyone taking the piss for all these years, uh, someone like me who loves Night Trap, it's nice to kind of finally go, haha, joke's on you. Um, it is actually coming. Uh, so yeah, I'm over the moon uh, and hopefully it's... Um, I'll obviously be reviewing it, and obviously it'll be a, a, a kind of honest review still. So if he's, if Touchwood, which I'm doing now, hopefully that's not the case. But if Tyler does fuck it a bit, um, I will be saying so in the review. I'll be disappointed, but um, but by all accounts, from what he's told me, uh, that again I can't kind of discuss yet until the game comes out. It sounds like it's going to be the kind of definitive. A package for any Night Trap fan and, and, and the, the video quality is going to be incredible and there's loads of other kind of stuff going to be in it that, that, that you'll find out more about near the time possibly um, so yeah, thanks for listening, if you enjoyed this please do give me a good review on iTunes and all that shit and spread the word, um, obviously this is an exclusive interview so if you work on a website or if you know someone who does or if you're on Reddit or what have you please do link to this podcast and let people know that the chat's on here for anyone interested in Night Trap who wants to know more about it. All good in the hood. Um, so yeah, thanks guys. I'll speak to you again soon. Um, and yeah, catch you on the flip-flop. Cheers. Cheers.